This program is paid for by Talking Reds, LLC. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley is on the air. Let's do it. It's go time. You can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK. That's 392-8255. You know, if I'm saying something to you, I don't say to you, I'm going to say something to you, and then say it. I just say it. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here are Jeff and Pat. Hey, that's us. Welcome. Another edition of the Tailgate. It's Thursday. Hope it has been uh, good for each and every one of you out there in radio listening land or on the podcast or on the uh, the app or or wherever. Wherever across the world. Yeah. That is the it's great, great to have. Vocals. Well, it's great to have you finally. Yeah, in studio I know after you, a few days. This is what happens during baseball season. It's okay. We love it. We love the fact that Gator baseball, although they, they weren't great last night, as you know. Curse of Chris Armstrong. He did get a big hit. He did? Yeah. And he had a homer the night before, but he also made five errors in two games. So you're saying that the Gators' fortunes are based on whether he makes five errors in a game. But no, I mean, it, the, you and I have talked about this, and it hadn't changed. Middle relief's an issue. There's no doubt about it. And not only that, but Wednesdays are an issue now. <laughs> yeah, two Wednesdays in a row. It, yeah. it is it is concerning. I would have told you last week that it wasn't. Yeah. But now, and I, I think the hard part for me is how do you go from Tuesday night on the road, pitching staff, and several of them actually threw in both games. You had zero walks Yeah. on Tuesday. And you had, what, 11 yesterday? Well, I would think they won't have 11 the next time they play on Wednesday, which will be, be against FAU, because I would think they'll be a different pitchers. So, I mean, they're going to have to – they've got the depth, so they've got to pitch guys that won't walk people. And he's going to find out who can't, who will not walk people or hit batters. But hit batters – I mean, how many does Florida have this year? It feels like they have like 20. But I, I know it's, it's more like much. 10, but it's probably – Ten, right? Yeah, but you're gonna you're gonna hit a guy every now and then. I'm not concerned about that. I'm I'm more concerned about the walks. But yeah, because a hit batter is one pitch. A walk is four. four but how, like, how do you walk guys? Like that's your job. I don't know. Your job is to throw strikes, Jeff. I and all be, you do is practice. So. I will be brutally honest with you. I had the game on. I'm Florida's up four, five three and. Um, there was a lot of great basketball, and it turned out I made the right decision. I flipped it over so I had both basketball games on. They were unbelievable games. We'll talk about them later. And I just kind of followed it on my phone. But it, it got to where I couldn't watch it anymore. I could not I could not watch You think Ab- I wanted to watch it? I could not watch Abner throw another pitch. That was one thing. And he struck out six guys the night before in two innings. He was He couldn't throw a strike. I don't and understand. I don't, it just, I, it's, it's hard to understand. It really is. It, it, it's, it was very frustrating to, to even watch it on. <laughs> it was frustrating to watch it on the game tracker on my phone. Walk, walk. And three bases loaded walks. That's what yeah. makes it even worse. 
You're just giving them free runs. There was a point because I was watching it. Uh, obviously, Sean and uh, Nick were doing the game, and it, he goes, and Sean at one point goes, "This is a big pitch in the game," and it was like eight miles outside. And I'm like, "What? <laughs> How is a big pitch in the game? Uh, because you threw it that bad, anyway." I, I they'll figure it out. What we all know is that they got a great weekend rotation. They got, I think they have a good closer. Yeah. So, yeah, They'll that's okay. in the end going to be what what matters. And, and Slater was really good. He'll be in middle relief, and um, you know, you you have the freshman. I forgot to ask started. you: Were you surprised that he or not? You knew that he was going to start the game Tuesday, but were you surprised that they did start him? No, he needed work. Yeah, so it doesn't matter. Just to get the run out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get his arm loose. Give him some time. And then last night the Gators did score eight runs, but Langford. Caglione and Ryapel had one hit yeah. in 13 at-bats. And the only one was Cags hit another homer in the first inning. But after that, so the Gators had a That's chance to happen, tie the game in the eighth and Langford and Caglione both pop up. I, yeah. So, but that's that's going to happen in baseball. It's baseball. And, and Sully, that is his number one, um, what he preaches to the players. Baseball, you're going to fail. Yeah, okay. So don't worry about failing. Worry about what you do to not fail the next time. And uh, so that happened. Well, speaking of failing, this did not happen, apparently, because I uh, heard some rumors that your sister actually came through and didn't fail well, you for I the golf I never thought tournament. she would fail me. I Believe me. Uh, but yeah, uh, unbelievable stuff that uh, my sister Joni Barkley did today for our golf tournament. I think she kind of got, you know, fired up because she had to go out of town. She's going out of town in a couple of weeks. So she goes, hey, I need to get going. Let's go. Send me the flyer within, I don't know, how many hours? Maybe four or five hours. She had five resorts lined up, including two in um, two in uh, Key West. Mm. And I, I would highly recommend both of them. One of them I don't know, but she said she can't get into. I think it's Isla Bella. Is okay. a, and the other one's Hawks K, which you, you know about. Uh, two in St. Augustine, including Casa Monica, where she works. And I I think the Casa Monica is the best hotel in Florida. I really do. I, I've been there, stayed there many times. My daughter stayed there when she got married, my oldest daughter. And, uh, and then one in Savannah, which I'm already ready to bid on. A lot know? of good drinking there. It is. It's, Savannah's a great town. <clears throat> I don't think... I don't think a lot of people who just kind of hang out in Florida understand how good Savannah is. Savannah's like Florida North. Not like Jacksonville's uh, Georgia South, but Savannah's Florida North. It's kind of cool. But I want to send out a lot of uh, love for her because she is what she's done for this tournament over the years. And as you know, Jeff, you played in this tournament pretty much almost every year. Mm-hmm. Um when you get to that uh, putting green, she's, she's there. there. Yeah, asking with, trivia questions. Asking, yes, giving you uh, cool towels and yeah, absolutely getting you hammered. It's a and, great, well, great match. Well, you know mix. there are there are some um, some vodka shots that go out. I don't. I no tequila. Tequila. Shots, yeah. Was it Patron? She always brings Patron. But uh, the point is, uh, unbelievable. What our tournament is going off the off the rails this year in in a in a good way and. Um, she is certainly a huge factor in that. And I don't know how 
My parents, I think, my, I, my theory on my family, my parents, like, tested out the first kid. They, they went, hey, look, we'll have one. Let's see how he looks. They go, nah, we got to do better than that. So they went, the, it, it literally goes up, up. Oh, Tim's better looking. Jamie's better looking. Oh, Joni, that's a perfect one. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's what they did. I, that's my theory. Because you know not many people look at me and go, hey, it's a, he's an attractive man. <laughs> do not even in the heyday? Hey, hey. The hippie days? There were enough women that wanted to uh, marry me. That's two. I, the list is two. <laughs> there may have been more. There may have been a third and a fourth, but I don't know. But I, I, I'll tell you a great story that is uh, it's kind of a tragic story. But when I think Joni was seven or eight years old, I was I was in the house and she fell on her bike right into the you know that the metal flange that you know, where you're steering things are yeah. right into it with her mouth right into it and all of a sudden I get I people are yelling and screaming and crying because this is this is I know this is not what the the millennials are are into but people were actually on the street talking and playing and stuff like that you yeah. know back in those days they weren't looking at their phones. And all of a sudden, for some reason, I just sprinted and grabbed her out of my arm, uh, out of uh, in my arms, and her face was a mess. It was just blood everywhere. Took her to the uh, to the uh, car. They took her in, and uh, they they were able to save everything. And believe me, she's one of the most beautiful people I've ever met in my life. So. Uh, I, I feel uh, responsible for saving her yeah, face. You don't get there in time. Then. Yeah. Who knows? It can, Who knows? But she's beautiful, and she's uh, one of the best people I know, and I appreciate everything she does for the golf tournament. She is very good. I love her very much. It is uh, awesome. So good stuff there, and obviously encourage uh, you to, if you're not playing, get out there that day. A lot of yeah. great silent auction items to help stop children's cancer. And we're getting closer and closer. It's what? It's March now. Yeah, so, so it's May 13th. Two months so away. We're, we're, yeah, we're about, we're about 10 weeks away. But, um, yeah, so nobody, there's no restriction. If you want to come out and bid, and, again, everything that anybody bids on the silent auction, it goes directly to stop children's cancer. I never even see, the, see it or anything. In fact, everything pretty much goes to them. I do, all I'm trying to do is raise money, so that's why we promote it so much. We want you to come out there and spend money to help these kids that are dealing with pediatric cancer, and it's a big. It's our cause, and it's uh, also my dad. You know, we we want to continue to honor him. One of the greatest people I've ever known, if not the greatest. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're in the running, Jeff, but you know, he's better. You've met him. You've I spent agree with time that. with him, yeah. so you know. Tremendous individual. So there'll be a lot of people there that day, and there is uh, expected to be a lot at the baseball games this Friday, Saturday, yeah. Sunday. You know month. who's going to be there? You, me. Well, I got tickets uh, willed to me. Nice. From uh, a certain former athletic director. Nice. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, we're, I'm looking forward to being there. Well, it seems like whenever you were there last year, they lost. Not always. Often. Often. <laughs> so hopefully that's not the case. Jeff, but, I think you know that it has nothing to do with anything. Yeah, I know. 
But reserve seats are sold out for Friday and Saturday yeah. already. They have GA uh, only, yeah. already said that. They will hold some uh, general admission tickets to sit on the berm if uh, you want to show up. And, and gates open, I think it's two hours and 15 minutes. or If not, it's two hours. But I would encourage you to get there. It's, what, a 6.30 game Friday, so get there by yeah. 4.15. Well, I wanted to ask you, want to you this. So watch I, batting practice. I don't know the answer to this because um, my – sentiment would be since i'm going to take my wife and and go to the game are are you allowed to tailgate in the in the parking lot mm-hmm. i mean but how much how far can you spread and i'm i'm i i've not done that so i'm looking forward to trying to do that that'll be exciting you can spread i think I've seen people take up two I, spots i think that if if florida can figure out the tailgating part of it it's only going to get better you know, but I think people are just—they haven't done it for years. You couldn't. Well, even you—I did it at the O'Dome. Yeah, but it's the O'Dome. You can't even see the stadium if you park yeah, there. You know, it's over there. Somewhere. It's over there somewhere. That's it. All right, let's get a quick call and get after it. Our Titan MRI hotline is open, and Daryl is going to jump on it first. Hey, Daryl, what's up? Hey, good afternoon, fellas. How are y'all? Good. Good to hear you. Good. Hey, uh, Jeff, bring him a grandson over Sunday. Him and his, uh, a few of his teammates on his baseball team. Neat. That'll so be sweet. Looking forward to it, man. But, uh, Jeff, uh, Miami, I guess, are struggling with pitching, right? A little bit. Okay, so I know how much you hate him, and I do too, so it'd be nice to get a sweep this weekend. Yeah, it would. And, and Sully has really dominated Miami over the years, too. I I, I got to go back and look, but I think it's like 37 wins and 16 losses or something like that. He I'm has, only worried uh, about tomorrow night's game. That's all I'm care- I'm worried that about. One. You win no, that he, he's game. He's been or... very good. Hey, Jeff, should I be concerned uh, with our relief pitching right now? We're kind of struggling. I know it's early in the year, but is there a concern? I yeah, I think about? a little bit, to be honest, just because guys have now had multiple opportunities to be good. Has it gone and, well, yeah. Yeah, just, I mean, Jamison now a couple of times when he was really good the first outing, and, and I think I expected him to be even better, and Sully did too. And then, I mean, Ficarota's been good, Slater's been good, but certainly you can't really say that, gosh, Blake hasn't been good. Purnell been hasn't really had any out. good ones. Abner had one good outing, two bad outings. So there's there's a handful of guys, five, five, probably four or five guys, and then I would even say or City in there, he, he can be better. He hasn't had two really good outings either, so... It's, it's those a little guys bit of concern. Are, those guys are going to be pitching when they're down ten two, and yeah. you know, in in Oxford or something but, like that. But Daryl, it's it seems pretty easy. Like if you look at it, let's just say because again, you're only playing one midweek game when right. SEC play rolls around. So let's just say all three starters go six innings. Right? How many innings are in a baseball game, Pat? Uh, that would be. No. Well, twenty one in a three right. game series. So that'll be eighteen. I was doing actual math, not. So that's the, simple. Math. That means only nine innings left. Yeah. In a game, if each starter goes six innings, well, you figure Neely can go two on Friday, two on Sunday, probably if he needed to. So that's four. So that means five innings are left, Daryl. That's it. Five innings. You got to find four or five guys to throw five innings. So I think that's the way you have to look at it because it has been so poor. Obviously, you're going to have games where the guy poops the bed and he gives up a whole bunch of runs. He's out in the third inning, but. Then if you're behind, you're throwing some of those other guys. So in all reality, you just need two guys, two or three guys more to come in and do it. And I think you see that with Slater. I think you see that with uh, 
the freshman Cade Fisher, who can be a reliable guy, and then maybe it's Ficarota as one more. So you don't have to have a lot of guys. I mean, when back when I played Daryl, we traveled eight, sometimes nine. That's all you needed. And if you figure in three starters, one closer, that means five middle relievers. That's all you need, yep. and you'll be okay. And that's what they're trying to do right now. Just find find those four or five yeah, guys. The guys they can count on. Well, speaking of pitching, you know, Jeff, Brandon Ely started last year. He just got lost in the shuffle. And uh, Sully's going to use him as a you know, relief pitcher. There's so much depth at the pitching position. Yeah, I think, you know. When but I don't think it's lost in the no, shuffle. No, yeah. it's it's just putting him in a role where he's going to be very valuable. And it's I think sim- similar to uh, Michael Byrne and what the Gators saw in yeah. 2017. This is a guy that was a starter, just like Neely was. And then Sully realized that they didn't have anybody on the back end, so you have to find somebody to be able to give you some innings, and you can get multiple innings out of him. And he's a guy that throws strike one and throws a lot of strikes at that. So um, I'm I'm actually excited about it. I, I think yeah. he probably didn't like that role at first. I think he wanted to be a part of the rotation. But when he realizes he's going to be out there for 35 games and be a big part of everything, then – I think you say, oh, I'll do that. And you never know, Jeff, how it's going to all turn out. It could end up with Caglione being the closer, you know, and and Neely being a starter. You don't, you just have to go through the year and see how it goes. Well, and, and Pierce Coppola, too. If he yeah. can come back healthy yeah. in a couple of weeks, then you got another arm that's very valuable. Yeah. Okay, guys, I'll try to check in, you know, sometime. I'm busy with a grandson playing rec ball and travel ball. So you know how that is. Oh, yeah. We'll get after it. Enjoy, well, enjoy the yeah, moments. Yeah, I know how it is, too, because usually Jeff's not here. So, <laughs> Thank you, Daryl. But uh, we got to get a break. We'll do that. We'll come back, and I'll talk about a little bit about what happened last night in the SEC in basketball. I had a great night of watching basketball last night, even though I'm probably like one of nine people that watched all the games. It was unbelievable. We'll talk about that and more. You're listening to the tailgate on WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Shelby Hickman. Tonight, the Tampa Bay Lightning will take on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Pittsburgh is coming off a three-game win streak, while the Bolts look to snap a two-game losing streak. Tune in here for coverage beginning at 8. Tomorrow, the Gators baseball team will play their first of a three-game series against in-state rival Miami at the Condren Family Ballpark at 6.30. The Gators will look to bounce back after a close 10-8 loss to Jacksonville on Wednesday night. Also tomorrow, the Gators gymnastics team will head to Norman, Oklahoma to take on the number one ranked Oklahoma Sooners. The Gators come into this matchup ranked second in the NCAA, making this one of the most anticipated matchups of the season. The Gators are coming off a victory over Kentucky last week, where they were able to clinch their fifth straight SEC regular season title. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Shelby Hickman. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Gator Nation, how you doing? This is Jamil, owner of the Mealy Pop Shop, Gainesville's home for collectibles of all sorts, including every single type of sports card, whether it be Panini, Tops, Leaf, Upper Deck. We have it. Come on in, get yourself a box, a pack, get yourself some supplies, get into our breaks, get your Pokemon, get your Yu-Gi-Oh!, All the other different kinds of TCG products that we carry in shop are always fully in stock. 
You can find our stuff on our website as well, mealypops.com. That's another way you can interact with the store, or you can just come into the shop. We're located off 39th Avenue by I-75 behind Walgreens and Sunny's. Stop on by. We're open every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And you can check us out on our social media platforms, Instagram, TikTok, whatnot, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. We'd love to see you. Come on out to the shop. Have some fun. We're located off 39th Avenue by I-75 behind Walgreens and Sunny's. Be a part of the card community here in Gainesville. And always, go Gators! There's a ton of things I love doing. That's why I have so many fun jobs and why I try so hard to make it to the kids' concerts, recitals, and games. But with everything that's going on, it doesn't leave me much time to take care of the chores at home. And since I hate chores, especially cleaning, I let the experts handle that one for me. Each week, a fully trained team from Molly made dust, vacuum, wipes, cleans, whatever I need them to do in the house, leaving me more time to do the things I enjoy. Molly made is fully insured and is ready to do your dirty work for you as well. Call them up at 378-7755 or check them out online at mollymade.com. They're made for this. Here are your three grilled cheeseburgers. Enjoy your Sonic. So what came first, the grilled cheese or the burger? So you know the burger had to come first. You go back hundreds of years. Oh, cheese has been around hundreds of years, too. Yeah, exactly. okay. What do you get when you combine a grilled cheese with a cheeseburger? The new Sonic Grilled Cheeseburger. Made with 100% pure seasoned beef and Texas toast. Try one half price in the app. Wow, this is a good debate. Online only or in the Sonic app. Add-ons extra. Limit one. Not good with other offers. Limited time only at participating Sonic drive-ins. Well, everybody knows that Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. However, since we opened our doors in 1971, we've been the community partner with over 600 scholarships awarded through our Meldon Law Scholar-Athlete Program, as well as our Veterans Making a Difference initiative. Meldon Law has offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City. MeldonLaw.com, where we won't back down. We're proud to be your home for Gator women's basketball. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. All right, we back. Duels and Dozo here. Jamie producing today. If you would like to call, it's really Jamie's easy to do. Jamie's my uh, second brother's name, yep. by the way. So is it James? It's not J- Straight up Jamie. There's no James? Jamil? <laughs> no, that's the card guy. Yeah, he's great. I got to get in touch with him, too. He is fantastic, and... He actually has a lot of uh, Anthony Richardson stuff in the shop. Yeah. And apparently Richardson continues to blow up. Combine's going on right now, so well, we'll see how he I can do. I think he moved up spots because Jalen Carter dropped down. Yeah. You know. But Carter left, and now he's back, actually. He's oh, he went back to the combine. Went back to the combine now, so he had to take care of some Smart stuff. Smart move. I mean, look, what he, whatever – they do, they do. What I leave that up to the cops and everything, but I think it was a smart move to come back because otherwise he would probably 
I would think he would have gone from maybe the number one pick to the number 20 pick uh, but if he just blew it off. Uh, I did hear today that Anthony Richardson is going to throw at the combine, which surprised me. I thought he would just say, look, I'm the best athlete you've ever seen at this position, okay? Mm-hmm. And I'll throw in Gainesville. Uh, but I'm I, he is going to throw it up there, so it'll be interesting to see. Well, they have uh, – there, there's a guy that actually came out with an article on NFL.com. Uh-oh. And he put out spots of – or percentages of where and what team would draft Anthony Richardson. Okay. You ready? Yeah, I'll Front go runner. Indianapolis would be number one. Nope. Not according to this dude. Well, he may be wrong. Front so, runner? Is there an answer here? Carolina Panthers. 25%. Well, where do they pick? That would be the ninth pick. Yeah. I think if nobody trades up, I think, uh, yeah. That makes so sense. that would yeah. be Frank Wright now as his head coach. Yeah. So He's that could be coach. an interesting little uh, fix. Said, And they have no quarterback. That's the other thing. I mean, it's amazing, Jeff, when you think about it. Think about it. All the great quarterbacks that college football produces every year that we love and we think are great and are tremendous, and there aren't 32 good ones in the NFL. It's not even close. It's more like 19. And and there's 32 backups. Most of them suck. They're terrible. When they get into games, they can't do anything. We saw that with Arizona, which got down to their 14th guy this year. All The first three, other than Kyler Murray, the next three were terrible. They're awful. I don't understand why college football cannot produce NFL players at, at that position. It's, a, it's really stunning because you've got, what do you have, 60, whatever it is, Power five teams. Mm-hmm. You would think, with the exception of Vandy and Northwestern, and there should be ten legit quarterbacks every a, year every, coming out. At least ten, yeah, maybe twenty. They can't. It's hard to make the NFL. Ah, it's just it's hard to do good. That it is. Next uh, percentage would be the Detroit Lions, either pick six or pick eighteen. What what fifteen percent? Why would they pick? They got. Jared, Jared Goff, Goff right? This guy is saying he is not convinced that Jared Goff is viewed as the guy in Detroit. That's not the answer, though, for And Detroit. the Lions are building something special so they can get a guy that in a few years would take over and be uh, the man. I don't buy that. I think, I think uh, they, can, they can do better. Next up, at 15%, Las Vegas Riders. No more well, Derek, they, they no more Derek Carr. So who is their backup? Be interesting. I don't know. Again, exactly. You don't know who their backup is. And then, so he'd be playing for Josh McDaniels there, right? Who's a good quarterback coach? Mm -hmm. I will say that. Tebow played for him. Yeah, he did. Did some things. Next, he did some things. Washington Commanders. But he didn't do any things until he was gone. He was gone. Commanders, also at fifteen percent. New ownership. We would ex- expect Eric Bieniemy is there now. Yeah, who had Patrick oh, Mahomes? That could be a good, so that could be a, a good one. Washington pick six, and they're they're 16th. not they're not that bad. Nope, they had a, a decent year, so that yeah. could be interesting. And then ten uh, percent. One of these I don't like. One is Seattle at ten percent, which 
You got uh, Gino. Gino Smith there, who I just had a decent year. But Seattle picks at five. You're, you're drafting the same guy. Five and twenty, and then they say the Tampa Bay Bucks ten percent. I have heard that lately that the Bucks may say, "Hey, look." We're going to go with Trask, but we need to get a guy to in case it doesn't work out. And that they uh, that they are looking seriously at Anthony Richardson. That would be something, though, for two quarterbacks who literally are disconnected. I'm trying to think. Did they ever – were they ever on the same team? Because Trask was, last year would have been what? 2020? Third year. Yeah, so yeah, twenty. Richardson was, might have been there. I, I I'd look it up, but that would be interesting. Yeah, for sure. And then then, then I become. A, how can I not be a Bucks fan if Trask is a starter and Richardson's a backup? I have to become a Bucks. But fan. I don't think that that would be good for Trask. Uh, it wouldn't be. Everybody, because then that means obviously they don't feel that he's going to be the guy. Well, when when's their pick? The Bucks. Yeah. Like seventeenth, nineteenth, so 19th, he, he doesn't last that's that long. That's their first pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think he drops that far. Anyway, and then they say a long shot is actually the Colts at pick four. Yeah, a lot of people think the Colts are going to trade up and get him. I don't. Be, I don't. But why would that. you do nah, that? I, I would. You do that? No. And you, well. But I, and, and I'm not saying you love him, but you like him. And to me, you're taking the number one pick to have him play. Yeah. Like to me, Anthony Richardson's still a project. Could be a really good project eventually in a few years, but I don't think he's ready for the NFL to start day one. No, I don't either. I'm not even sure he's ready for college football to start day one. I mean, he, we all know. I mean, look, he, I've said this a million times, he gave, Florida a chance to win every game last year because he was so talented, but he also is a reason they went six and seven. I mean, he's part of the part of the problem. Uh, I just don't know how good. And that's the thing: you have no idea, Jeff, as you sit here today. If I told you, is he going to be Josh Allen or Demarcus Rus- Jamarcus Russell? You have no idea no, which one. You don't. Yeah, it could be either one too. I would not be surprised if he turns into Josh Allen. Or I agree, and, and I'm, but I'm not, a, and I'm not a general manager, of course. Yeah, and I don't analyze well, your fantasy team. You yeah, are. I'm really good. <laughs> I won, I won two leagues last year. But when you sit there, and if you tell me, like I've, I've always thought, if I was a general manager, yeah, I would rather go with somebody that has proven that he's done it on the field than this projected up and comer prospect. I would rather have the guy that's proved that he could do it because it's so <clears throat> much of an unknown. So if you had a choice and Bryce Young and Anthony Richardson right. are I'm on the board, you're taking Young. Bryce Young. Taking Even s- though Bryce Young's 5'9". I'm taking C.J. C.J. Stroud ahead of him. I would take I, – I think Stroud is going to be end up being the number one pick in the draft because he does have I, – I, I love Bryce Young. I think he's a great player, and I think he'll, he'll do good for somebody, but – at some point, you got to go. Hey, we keep taking these Alabama quarterbacks, and they aren't panning out, except for the one guy who got away from Alabama for a year and straightened him, himself out, and is a freakish athlete. These other guys, 
And I, look, I love all these players. Tua, Bryce Young, Mac Jones, they're all great players, right? But they aren't freakish athletes. Jalen Hurts is the only one from Alabama that has produced incredible numbers because he's so – he. I mean, you, you see what the NFL's talking about, whether to get rid of that uh, push. And the only reason is because that's the one team that can do it well. And they're like, we can't have one team be good at anything and, and nobody else be good at it. Well, why not? If you're if you're that good at it and your quarterback can do that every time, that's part of the game, right? I, I think it's stupid that they're even considering that. All right, we need a break. So we'll knock that out. Come back. If you want to call, you can. 392-8255. You're listening to the tailgate powered by Gatorland Toyota. The flagship of the Florida Gators, ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM, WRUF. We all expect quality in our service providers. The word itself means the degree of excellence of something. Now throw in the word plumbing after that, and it would mean the excellence of plumbing. And that's exactly what our community has been getting for nearly four decades from the fine folks at Quality Plumbing. Now you can always spend time and money trying to fix things yourself, or you can call the professionals at Quality Plumbing and get it done right the first time. Quality Plumbing since 1984. Their name says it all. License number CFC 043. The barbecue dream began just before the Gators started winning a bunch of championships in the mid-2000s. And more than a decade later, I'm grateful to Gainesville. Just want to say thanks for helping us put the ribs back in barbecue. Hey, this is Adam of Adam's Rib Company. My wife Michelle and I just love seeing thousands of you that have made our restaurant a place to gather, chat, root on the Gators, and chow down on some barbecue. From their slow-smoked ribs, pork, or chicken with flavors that are fantastic, to homemade side dishes of anything imaginable, there's a reason why I use Adam's for a ton of my lunch breaks in between the many jobs from game day ordering to that special event where you don't want to cook we're here to help whether it's an intimate setting amongst friends or a tailgate party for the game we'll fix you up right with the freshest meats and ingredients to make sure your barbecue package is complete so check them out online at adamsribco.com but be prepared to drool when you see the menu or better yet stop by their dining location on 13th street or the place that northwest gainesville has fallen in love with the new carryout spot on 43rd and 53rd right across the street from Publix. If you still can't find them, just stick your nose out the window. It'll guide you to the best barbecue in town. Well, we all hope to be at the top of our game with everything we do. Hard work certainly helps, but so does preventing things from going haywire. So for me, it's maintaining my physique with a little less gummy bears. For those with AC units, it's a maintenance plan that'll keep you cool all year long. And there is nobody better at it than Crystal Air and Water. They've got fast service and flat rates with no surprises, no contracts, no pressure, and you can cancel anytime. Their four-tier preventative maintenance plan has something to suit whatever need you have. So when you need to feel secure that your AC unit is at the top of its game, a call to Crystal Air and Water is one you want to make. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Mostly clear skies this evening, overnight increasing cloudiness with areas of fog tomorrow morning, lows in the lower 60s, becoming quite windy tomorrow, sustained winds between 20 and 30 miles an hour, gusts to 40 miles an hour possible, with partly cloudy skies, highs in the mid-80s. Overnight Friday into Saturday morning, scattered thunderstorms, a few could be strong along the north of I-10. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. And now... Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. And then there's the running back situation. Bijan Robinson had played at Texas, which feels like old school football still. 
but he got a top five grade. If you're a running back now and you're in high school, do you want to stay at that position? You are playing the least valuable position in the NFL. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9 right here on WRUF. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you're listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. All right, Dills and Dozo back here with you. 392-8255 if you want to join us on the Titan MRI hotline as we continue to talk about a lot of the things that are uh, going on. Did you mention a little spring football yesterday? We're getting I started. Did, yeah. Um, what does it start? Sunday, I think? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I actually did a thing for Gators Wire about the, what you need to – what Florida needs to do in the spring. And, again – Whatever I think they need to do in the spring is probably the opposite of what they're planning to do in the spring because I'm always wrong. But the obvious is get a quarterback, you know, figure out who your quarterback is, find a second quarterback. But also uh, they need to uh, they need to find a leader on defense, and I that's one of the things that I I'm I'm I believe if you don't have a defensive leader, you have no chance. They had one last year, and they still sucked defensively um but i think they've got better players around them and they've got to whoever it is i don't care who it is i don't care if it's shamar james i don't care if it's uh jason marshall i I, if it's some guy who's coming off the transfer portal somebody's got to be the guy who puts his foot in the ground says stop this now we've got to make this better it doesn't always work but you still have to have that guy yeah, and I think more and more people are starting to learn about Florida's new D coordinator, 29 years old, which is nuts to think about. I think about when I was 29 and things I did. So. And it wasn't good? I'm sure you wrote a few good stories. I had stories. a great time, yeah. No, I, uh, I'm i not overwhelmed with this hire, yeah. to be honest with you. Um, it feels like they're just saying, hey, we're going to – we're the new kids on the block. Yeah, <laughs> maybe we should call them that. The new kids on the block. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna go young. And we're gonna go vibrant and everything. And we're gonna have guys that we know. And we're, we know. There's a lot of chips being. I I said this a million times that uh, Scott Strickland with the hires of uh, Todd Golden and uh, Billy Napier literally pushed all his chips in the front of the table and said, "I'm I'm going all in on this." And it feels like Billy's almost followed him and said, we're not going to go with guys that you want us to hire because they're former Gators. We're going with guys that um, we know, we we know that want to do the same things we want to do. And that I, I get that. I feel it. I understand it. You can't be any worse on defense than you were last year. It's impossible. I don't think statistically it's possible. And meanwhile, Charlie Strong is going to Alabama. Yeah. 
as a uh, analyst. analyst. Yeah, we didn't see that he today. He wanted to do it, Florida, and they turned him down. Just on the record, I'm saying that. I'm saying that out there. Does that make you uh, upset? Does that does that bother you? Ballsy. Does it bother you though that he wanted to come here and they said, "Nah, we're good." Mm, doesn't bother me, but you're a lot closer to him than I was. I want to. I think he's a, in he, our a great guy. I no, guy. I, yeah, he was yeah. he was tremendous. But I also he's saying he wouldn't help Florida. Charlie yeah. Strong. Yeah, I don't. I'm not saying that he he wouldn't help Florida. At the same time, are you saying he helped Miami last year? No. <laughs> no. And and did he help Texas? They were terrible. Well, but I look, Charlie got put into a, a situation that was not was above his pay grade. Uh, to be honest with you, yeah. I mean, he was perfect at Louisville. He did great things. Beat the crap out of Florida, as we know. Uh, going to Texas, I, it was a natural progression to go to a big school. And but that, it, as soon as he walked in the door, they were going, "What? We've hired an African American? Oh no, this ain't going to work out." So he had to deal with that. I know this for a fact. I've talked to Charlie many times. So on top of that, he had a hard time getting guys to come there. And and to be honest, he didn't do a good job. He goes to USF. Doesn't do a good job. I'm not going to defend Charlie in the jobs he did at those two places, but he was put into some bad situations, and nobody's won at USF since. Mm-hmm. At the same time, if I could get Charlie Strong to be an analyst on my football team, which needs defensive help, yeah, like no team in the history of Florida footballs needed defensive help, I would have done that. It may... It may have been more of a, hey, look, I'm not going to bring in a former defensive coordinator who's got a national reputation and put him in with a guy who's no, most fans don't know about, and he's going to feel intimidated. I, if if that's a reason, I get it. Okay, I get that. I understand that coaches feel like they need to stick with guys they know and not go maybe for guys that everybody wants, and then all of a sudden you're like, well, they're ha- they got a bad defense. Make Charlie the defensive coordinator. I get that. I get that argument, if that's the argument. But, of course, we'll never hear the argument. Yeah, but I but I think there's an argument then on the other side for it, philosophy-wise and everything else. And we'll talk about that when we come back. We'll take one final break of the hour and uh, knock it out here on the tailgate. Good afternoon, I'm Shelby Hickman. Tonight, the Tampa Bay Lightning will take on the Pittsburgh Penguins at Amelie Arena. The Bolts come into this matchup looking to snap a two-game losing streak. Catch coverage here beginning at 8. Tomorrow, the Gators softball team will head to Birmingham, Alabama to take on UAB at 7 p.m. This will be the first of a three-game series against the Blazers. The Gators come into this series with a record of 11-3 after going 1-3 at the Marionetter Classic last weekend. Also tomorrow, the Gators baseball team takes on in-state rival Miami at Condren Park at 6.30. The Gators have had a hot start to the season offensively and hit a school record eight home runs last Sunday against Cincinnati. They come into this game with a record of 8-2 and will look to bounce back after falling to Jacksonville on Wednesday night. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Shelby Hickman. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF.
It's known as a small place with a big taste. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you're really missing out. The place that's been voted best cheesesteaks in Gainesville, it's called Big Mills. Serving 100% top butt sirloin, 100% chicken breast on their cheesesteak sandwiches, Big Mills has a big taste. They also offer sausages, hot dogs, burgers, and salads with a baseball theme inside that every diehard is going to want to see. They've also got ice cream and milkshakes to wash it all down, so come on down to 2111 13th Street, right next to Adam's Ribs and see why Big Mills is a small place with a big taste. The holidays are here, and as much as we like friends and family coming over, sometimes there are those few that make the house smell like poo-poo. Well, there's an easy solution for the ones you don't want in the house. Show them the outhouse. Because with Florida Portable Services, it's as easy as you not liking that casserole that Grandma brought over. They provide portable toilets, restroom trailers with AC, and you can even listen to music and watch TV while you pee. Call 1-800-864-5387 and book your reservation today. There's not many of us out there that really like going to the doctor. Well, I do want to tell you about a doctor that's amazing and essential for our everyday lives. It's the docs at Auto ER. A proud partner of the Florida Gators, they make you feel comfortable, don't take a lot of your valuable time, and most importantly, they'll always find the problem. With five locations around town, they'll proudly serve families and drivers like you across Gainesville, Alachua, Jonesville, Newberry, and High Springs. And as they love to say, it's for the life of your car. Check them out online at theautoer.com. It's an ER you'll actually like going to. Get ready for International Diamond Center's largest bridal event ever with a head-to-head matchup of the nation's two most acclaimed ring designers, Takori and Viraggio. It's next weekend, March 3rd, 4th, and 5th. For the first time ever, IDC's flying in the entire collections from these iconic designers. All the newest creations with special cash incentives and long-term zero-interest financing. There has never been a better time to get the ring of your dreams. These are the best of the best in stunning handcrafted bridal jewelry. Takori from California with its signature crescent design. And Viraggio from New York with its distinctive, unique look unlike any other. Compare these spectacular rings side by side. And if you buy the ring and the matching band during this event, IDC will give you 15 hundred dollars towards your purchase. Plus, we're opening up the vault with thousands of GIA and Forevermark diamonds to choose from. And exceptional prices for this three-day buying opportunity. Don't miss the two most sought-after designers, Takori and Viraggio, coming together on the IDC stage for three incredible days. March 3rd through 5th. With special incentives and zero interest financing. International Diamond Center at Celebration Point. The big screen. Big screen. The atmospheric lighting. The unbelievable sound. There's only one place you could be. Uh, yeah. Um, at my house? Oh, yes. Very nice. Get the home theater you have always dreamed of. Electronics World in Gainesville. Visit electronicsworld.net for more information. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, weekday mornings at 6, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is Gator Volleyball Head Coach Mary Wise, and you are listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardoza and Pat Dooley, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Uh, this must be a Jeff song. I don't know this one. This sounds more like you. Talking about the Beastie Boys. Nah, I, I never was a fan. Not a fan. Just because you don't know. You're not cultured. 
I am cultured. Intergalactic. I'm not cultured in Beastie Boys, okay? All right. You know what else I'm not cultured in? Kiss. I don't... Not a thing. Howard had Kiss on the other day. I'm like, how do I hit the remote? I got to get that off. See, this might be then going back to what we were talking about before the break. Your journey is the Charlie Strong argument. Yes. And my... Beastie Boys is the 29-year-old argument. Like the Beastie Boys are all over 29. <laughs> well, they're they would be a younger, hipper crowd. And well, I look, I maybe have, that's part of the the philosophy and I relating have, to guys because all right, so let's just say you mentioned the and and again, I I thought Charlie Strong was amazing here and obviously a great individual. But if you look at them not having success in the last, what, three places he's been? If you're Billy Napier saying, okay, well, maybe your stuff worked 15 years ago, but it doesn't work anymore. So now we want the philosophy and the creativity and the different stuff of what is now happening with college football yes and the way things are being played so where charlie was great in his heyday maybe not so much anymore but But, i mean that doesn't mean that he can't like pick out a play and say oh that's good there let's do this but But i'm talking about an analyst but you're still analyst you're contributing and you're sitting there and you and you don't think charlie strong as an analyst would want to have a whole bunch of input and be a little intimidating to a 29 year old Maybe you would. That's what I said. I said that earlier. Maybe if that's a reason you didn't feel comfortable with it, good. If you didn't, if but I I think Charlie Strong knows what he's doing on defense. I think he can figure things out. But it is. You're right. There is. I'll never forget. Uh, 2008 after well 2009 it would be technically. We're in a, a hot tub after. The day after the game, because I had talked my boss into saying, hey, look, we, we got up in the morning. We had an 8 o'clock press conference. We had a write all day. I'm not coming back. You're paying for another hotel. So we're at this beautiful hotel, Marriott, Fort Lauderdale. And we're there, and uh, we are um, in the hot tub. And Charlie Strong calls me to talk about the game, because that's the relationship we have. Yeah. And Karen talks to him, and Kelsey talks to him. We're, we're, so, yeah, there is a... A bias. Relationship. Sure. That no, I, I would feel the same way. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's see what Jack's got to say about it. Hey, Jack, what's up? You know, I have to agree. God, this is going to be like agreeing with Putin, but I'm agreeing with Pat Dooley. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I, I, you take anybody back that can help. I know Charlie's in the fourth quarter of his career, and he's got plenty of money, but Charlie's a good guy, smart guy. And, again, he's highly thought of from the boosters and everywhere else. And, you know, that would probably would have bought Billy a little goodwill. You know, again, uh, you, you want a guy. I think you need guys like that on your staff. But when you got such a young young and inexperienced staff like we have at UF. Yeah, and it it is very young. And, uh, again, when you hire a 29-year-old defensive coordinator, it may be the greatest hire Florida's ever made in the history of uh, college football. But I, 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 I got to see something happen. But it, it doesn't no. seem like Charlie would have hurt him. No, no. Obviously, exactly. Nick didn't feel that way. Yeah, and but well, but also, Jack, and, and you, we, we don't know this, but maybe part of the, the conversations were then, you know, hey, Charlie, I, I do respect you. I think this, I think it's great, but you're going to have to, you know, help these guys through this or do this. And I don't know if Charlie would, would want to do that or what. He's obviously going to be 
amongst guys that are a little bit older when, when he goes a part of Saban's staff and, and a different philosophy. Right. So maybe it was just a better fit. Well, again, if Charlie wanted to come, you hire Charlie. Because if I'm not mistaken, he's an alumnus. I believe he got his master's here back in the 90s, didn't he, Pat? Yeah, I think he did. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I he's mean, also, guy, don't forget, he was a grad assistant yeah, here. He was an assistant failed. coach here. Yep. I mean, yep. he's got a great uh, – he loves the Gators. He lo- he want, The basic reason he wanted to be a grad assistant – or, uh, I'm sorry, an analyst – is because he loves Gainesville and he wanted to come back. Yeah. I mean, you can't remember too, Pat, now he's married to a white girl too, so that was another big thing against everything at Texas because, you know, uh, that, that's a big bad boo-boo. So, yeah, they, yeah he, he never had a chance at Texas. He never had a chance at Texas. But again, I, I, again, you know, man, I, I kind of feel like these three hires, the, the one hire, you know, again, uh, I wasn't really impressed with the guy last year. I know we need talent, but I just think, uh, you know, it's like uh, it's like Urban had Greg Madison on his staff. I mean, that's a that's a wily veteran. You need you need coaches like that on your staff. And who do we have? Jay Bateman. I mean, who who's the other older guy that can give you experience? I mean, uh, we're, we've got a very very young coaching staff. They may be good. But, I mean, again, six and seven, and the jury's still out on this bunch. No, I I don't disagree with you at all. I think the jury is out. Um, we'll see what happens. I mean, that's and the I, bottom I, line. And I, and I've They're going to do it their way. way, and we'll see how it yep. works out. By, and by the way, Pat, I just have to tell you, uh, Mike White, thanks for giving uh, getting Georgia to pay us $1.3 million for you going to, going to Athens, and we skunked you without our best player. How about that? Guys, have a great afternoon. Have a great weekend. Go Gators. All right, Jack. Appreciate you. It's not a good look for Georgia. I will (laughs) say that. It isn't because uh, they've – they they, – I will say – now, they're probably – at Georgia, they're probably going, hey, we won two SEC games last year. This year we won six. We're going the right direction. But – I mean, I, I don't think Mike White is any different than he was at Florida. He'll win games he's not supposed to win. He'll lose games he's not supposed to lose. Same guy. And I I don't see anything about in Georgia that impresses me. All right, so, right. I agree with that. I guess I'm just trying. Would They didn't beat Florida with Castleton, and obviously they didn't beat him without Castleton. Yeah. So, do you think that they should have beaten Florida without Castleton? Oh, yes. Well, I mean, if you win, if you won six games, and the other teams won seven in the conference. Mm-hmm. At that point, you should win that game at home. You should win that game at home, no doubt. And Florida was a better team. I agree. If you watch that game, Florida was a better team. Yeah, now, I agree with that. And Florida, as we talked about uh, a little bit yesterday – is figuring thing where they got to go. It's not going to help them in bigger games. Like when Florida is playing um, uh, in the conference tournament, if they end up with Arkansas, which uh, uh, right now I think is who they end up with, it's not going to help them playing four guards. They're still going to probably get their butts kicked. Mm-hmm. It might help them this week. LSU is playing better, though. Uh, LSU, the worst team in the league, has now won two out of the last three games. Whoa. They beat Vanderbilt, and uh, last night they beat um, – who'd they beat last night? LSU. I was busy. Yeah, you were. 
You're busy. You're busy watching guys sew balls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is kind of the story of your life. <laughs> Very true. But yeah, so we'll see. Uh, look, I I do feel like that is the interesting thing about our lives right now, Jeff, because our lives are based on Florida athletics. I write. I do radio. I do podcasts. You you and I do radio together. We're all in this kind of wait and see mode. Football, basketball, even baseball. We're waiting to see what this team ends up being. We're we're all kind of sitting back going, I don't know. Well we'll see. Sean did his first baseball game last night. We lost. Was it can He's we blame, one. Can we blame it on him? I don't think so. No, because we lost last week, too. If it would have been the first loss, then, then we could have messed with him. And I like said, to blame Blake Parnell for everything. So, Because <laughs> he wears 41? Probably that's part of it. But but he, yeah, obviously he gives up a lot of hits, too. But, no, yeah. I, I, All right. I, we I got to uh, take yeah. a break. Top of the hour coming up. We'll continue with your phone calls, whatever you want. Fair game as we start our second hour. Brought to you by Meldon Law here on the tailgate. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. You spoke, we listened. You wanted the easiest car buying experience ever. So we're giving you the easiest car buying experience ever. Your schedule doesn't have time for five hours in a car dealership. Work, kids, soccer practice, grocery runs, jury duty. Really? That again? Gatorland Toyota puts your convenience at the top of the list. With Express Shopping, you can browse our incredible selection and buy your vehicle entirely from the comfort of your home. Financing, paperwork, trade appraisal, even the pricing can be done remotely. No need to come to the dealership. Gatorland Toyota delivers your new car to you. And what if that car was fully customized? With our pre-order program, it's easier than ever to get the exact vehicle you want from headlights to trunk. Have a vehicle to trade or sell? Even if you don't buy from us, we'd love to take it off your hands and give you a top dollar offer that you're sure to love. Come experience how Gettle's got it at Gatorland Toyota today. Visit GatorlandToyota.com for the easiest car buying experience ever. A horrific car accident left Paula with major injuries and surgery after surgery. I got to the point where I really couldn't walk. I had to resign from work. I was really just laying in bed. It was terrible. I wouldn't go back under the knife. She missed working and traveling, but all that was about to change. QC Kinetics used natural biologics to treat Paula. No foreign substances. They provided regenerative treatments that helped subside the pain and restore her quality of life. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. I was feeling more movement and doing stuff. And then I started crying. I'm like, I can't believe it. For Paula, this moment was extremely emotional. I couldn't do nothing. And now I'm working and I was on my feet for seven and a half hours. And I feel good. I got my life back because of QC Kinetics. Call QC Kinetics now for your consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. 
Since 1971, Meldon Law has been dedicated to giving back to our community. Its Veterans Making a Difference program honors over 20,000 veterans in North Central Florida. We're here for our veterans, our community, and we'll be there when you need someone on your side after a serious accident. Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. Now, with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City, MeldonLaw.com. Things have certainly got a little out of hand lately when it comes to just buying our everyday necessities. Just look at gas, streaming services, and heck, even chicken wings. Well, there is one necessity that shouldn't cost a ton, and that's taking care of yourself and helping fix all the aches and pains in life. And the fine folks at Titan MRI agree. With costs a fraction of what you'd pay at a hospital, you'll not only save money, you'll be taken care of by staff with over 20 years of scanning experience. Titan MRI is the only locally owned and operated MRI center in town and has offices in Gainesville and Lake City. And the great part about going there is you can park right out in front of the office. There's no long walks from a parking garage. The average scan time is just 15 minutes. So you can get back on your way with doing whatever it is you do in no time. With nothing but five-star reviews, they'll give you the five star treatment titan mri is a place where your doctors are sending their family so when you need an mri call titan first and you'll burst into smiles that it'll be the best thing you ever did for yourself this program is paid for by talking reds llc the tailgate with jeff cardozo and pat dooley is on the air let's do it it's go time. You can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK. That's 392-8255. You know, if I'm saying something to you, I don't say to you, I'm going to say something to you, and then say it, I just say it. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here are Jeff and Pat. Well, we are happy to be here. The uh, the last hour of the week for us, so we'll make it a good one. 392-8255 if you want to be a part of things. Jeffrey and Patrick here, Jamie producing today as we uh, start our second hour. Brought to you by Meldon Law. They won't back down. They also sponsor the pitching changes at the uh, UF baseball games. So getting a lot of work in last night, the uh, Meldon Law call to the bullpen. It yeah, happened like uh, seven times. Well, and sometimes <laughs> fast enough. Yeah, quicker. I it was that inning, the six run inning was miserable to watch because you just like okay, if you throw a strike and they hit it out, okay, but no, no, ball three, <laughs> ball four. Going to be like uh, Bob Uecker. Yeah. <laughs> Ball four, ball eight. That's ball eight. Ball twelve. That's what it felt like. Just I, a bit outside. You know when I turned it, uh, and again I don't want to say anything bad about him, uh, but uh, Abner was pitching and he walked somebody, and I said, "Yeah, I'm done with this." I, I literally I said, "I got to go," because you, you know how when you get off the streaming, Jeff, you it's hard to get back into it. Mm-hmm. So once I did that, I said, "I'm you just going to follow it on the phone." Well, a lot of good golf going on right now. They're down in Orlando for the uh, the Arnold yeah. Palmer. Next week is TPC. Arnold Palmer so hitting the shot right it's there. It's the on golf. TV. It's the uh, the Florida <laughs> tour, North Central Florida. Yeah, I've never been able to go to to Bay Hill. Oh, it's great for the tournament. But have been to TPC several times. I'm gonna sneak over there next week as well because that one you certainly don't want to miss. 
I uh, I will tell you a funny story. We uh, we won. I won a foursome at Bay Hill and included a villa Ooh. for the for the weekend. Nice. So we went we went down there, and uh, st- villa was unbelievable. And uh, if, in fact, I want to say it was the night of the uh, Florida Arkansas Blue Bonnet Bowl game. So we're but we play golf, and and uh, I have a friend named Sam Dolson, good friend of mine. Not a golfer, but we we wanted him down there because he's a good guy to be hanging out with. And he drove <laughs> he drove over the 18th tee or the 17th tee uh, at one point in a cart. In a cart, and I'm like, God, I, oh, no. I hope nobody saw that. And ne- <laughs> next thing you know, the head pro is heading down the thing, and he goes, "Do you know that Mr. Palmer lives right there behind you? And if he saw that, he would be screaming and yelling." He goes, "Look, I'm sorry, I don't, I didn't know better." You know, and he would. I can't believe he did that. Now, but we, we still were able to finish around. Well, so good. we we've made fun of Sam many times for driving. I over bet. There. Well, it is and is my tradition when the uh, Arnold Palmer Invitational is going on that I actually drink Arnold Palmer. So that's what I have right now: a little sweet tea lemonade mix It'll, in the cup. My so. theory on Arnold, the Arnold Palmer was that it was uh, something else. Okay, it was just look like lemonade sweet tea. Okay, fair enough. All right. That's my theory, and I was at, there at the Masters with him many times. Yeah, could have been. I covered his last but round. there was a Sports Center commercial that actually showed him pouring I'm just saying. the Arnold Palmer. All <laughs> right, back to the phones we go. Let's get uh, DQ to start off the second hour. Hey, DQ. Hey, how y'all guys doing? We're good, man. Um, Pat, you were talking about Charlie Scrown er- earlier. Yeah. Um. I get what you're saying, and I remember what he did at Florida, but it's, it's like Charlie might be done kind of lost it because he was a co-DC at Miami last year, and that defense didn't look too good either. It was awful, and, yeah. Uh, he, he he might just he might just not have it like that anymore. And that's a, that's a legitimate argument. Because the game, the game has changed a lot. It has. From yeah. back then. But I I think I don't think he's forgotten how to coach, and I do think his presence on a staff is a positive. Uh, but again, I am very prejudiced in this way because I love Charlie. He's one of my favorite people I've ever dealt with, and um, it just you know it feels like it as an analyst. I'm not saying they should hire him as defensive coordinator, but as an analyst, yeah, they got 900 analysts. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. I mean, <laughs> but I'm saying he he he's really not a part of um. I mean, Billy wouldn't really know him like that because when right. Was at, no, um, I get it. Yeah, Charlie was a head coach, and Billy hired a 29 year old guy that he he knows, and that's what he wants. That's where he wants. That's the direction he wants to take this program, and that's fine. And he may be way right, more right than I am. I'm just saying. If Charlie Strong wants to be an analyst on your staff, I don't think it's a bad thing. You could put him in a corner and just give him give him like a computer and say, break down third and four for us. That's not going to be a bad thing. Yeah. And then um with the young with the young coaches now, I think that's gonna be a trend. 
because I think the guys that's been around for a while and kind of got a name for themselves, um, they pooped out with recruiting and everything. And first time NFL come calling, they gonna jump ship. And I think a lot of young up and comers yep. is not only gonna be at Florida; they gonna be everywhere. I, I I totally agree with you on that. I think the NFL. Be, and it's again a lot of it is because and Jeff will agree with me I think on this being a college football coach is not as much fun as it used to be it pays a lot more than mm-hmm. it ever did but you got to deal with NIL you got to deal with transfer portal you got to deal with a lot of other stuff and it's not yeah. anywhere I, a lot of guys in this again this is why Billy Donovan is in the NBA because he got tired of dealing with all the crap and he once wanted to coach basketball and I think where a lot of football coaches, and we've seen this obviously with guys that have left Florida, three guys, it's happened all over the country, where they go, hey, I can go to the NFL, and all i got to do is worry about is what do I do with the players that they are assigning to me? They, I don't even have to draft them. I, who yeah. are my players, and what do I do with them? That's all you have to worry about. Yep, and then all season – you can take all the vacations you want. In college, you can't do that. <laughs> that's you gotta, right. You got to recruit. <laughs> Very true. Yeah, that's that's all I had. All right, DQ. Good stuff. Appreciate you. All right. All right. Well, we were uh, we were talking about golf. John Rahm is winning again. Gosh, that oh. guy is tearing it up right now. He's and he takes it back six under. to here. I mean, it's yeah. un, it's incredible. Strong. He is very but strong. That that goes back to club head speed is all that matters. It doesn't matter where you take it back to. It's about what what you can generate, and he's yeah. got forearms like Paul Bunyan. Popeye. Yeah, unlike me. Yeah, like, like a me. little tiny girl. Well, so uh, so that is cool, and what else is cool, Alumni Hall just pulled out some uh, new golf gear from uh, their Nike collection. Oh, so yeah. they've got the... Uh, With the Gator uh, golf logo? No, yeah. not the Gator golf logo, but it's the old school Albert, the script Gators. And uh, the old Charlie Pell logo, which I love. I love that logo. I thought you were going to say the old Charlie Strong logo. No. <laughs> it's the one with the uh, the gator in the Florida and the circle, the U and the F. Uh, that yeah. one. You don't like that one? You see that? I mean, that one's a cool logo. It was a cool logo. So, and stop. It did, and again, it did say we're more about more than just you know playing a game. We're the University of Florida. Yes. That we are. So, but yeah, I, check I out like, all the uh, the now new that you stuff. showed me that shirt. I want to now. Really I cool. want to get it. So. Head over to uh, Alumni Hall if you're coming up for uh, the Miami series this weekend. You know, it's supposed to rain on Saturday, but if you're in town, is it? Stop there, and you can always use our code here on the tailgate. Just say uh, Jeff twenty or Pat twenty. They'll give you twenty percent off at or the uh, say, at the store. So make sure you do. We're that. We're not familiar with Jeff or Pat. We don't know who that guy is. By the way, we're you know we're doing Saturday night. I, I I'm going to the game Friday night baseball. Saturday night we're going to see L- lyrics for life, uh, which will be a lot of fun with um, Sister Hazel and, and uh, Darius Rucker. That's going to be a lot of fun too. Yeah. For Stop Jones Cancer, which is a charity we feel strongly about. It'll be good for sure. All right, back to the phone. Steve joins us next. Stevie, what's up? Hey, I had to laugh when you were talking about Bob Euchre just a minute ago, you know, the Cardinals went back and retroactively named him the 63 MVP. <laughs> yeah. He was on injured reserve all year. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how do you like, have you seen any 
any major league baseball, or you've been too busy watching college ball? Uh, too too busy. I actually was uh, eating lunch today, and the Phillies and Red Sox were on. But I think the Sox were up fifteen to three or something like that. But that's really the only uh, spring game I've seen so far. Yeah, it looks like the times are coming down. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. No, the. the I've been. I actually been checking that out because I was interested yeah. to see whether or not it was working. And I watched the game. They definitely the other day. are. Yeah, you can tell that guys are, and and it's funny, Jeff, that uh, they said the hitters were more uncomfortable with it than the pitchers. Yeah, because they got to get in the box and look up real quick. They don't have time to really breathe. How hard is that to do? And they needed to be kind of shoved into the box. Yeah. Now, would you – let me ask you this. Would you, as a pitcher in college, yes. have liked fast? Yeah, I like to get you the ball You were already grabbing it and go. But that's been solely the whole sure. time. No, it's, I think course. it's just you getting a better rhythm. Your, yeah. your players behind you are, are better. Yeah. I, it's definitely an advantage to the pitchers than it is the hitters, in my opinion. Well, it's the batter's fault. They did it to themselves. Yeah, no, it's Nomar's uh, fault. It should be the Nomar Garcia Parra rule. <laughs> what do you think Bob Gibson would have done if a batter stepped out of the box to adjust his batting gloves after every pitch? Yeah. Well, he would have probably brushed him back. Hit him in the ribs. Uh, at the same time, I mean, look, this is what they the game turned into, and it's great that they're doing something. Although, I'll be curious, Jeff, and you, you would know better than I do, because we've seen um, – in college where it's it feels like it's the same rule. I mean, it hadn't changed now that we've gotten into, you know, deep in uh, – I don't want to say deep into the season, but what are we, 11 games into the season? Uh, in, in Major League Baseball, I've seen rules like this where they go, we're going to start enforcing this, and then they don't once they get out of the exhibition season. That would be the curious thing to me. Do they hmm. – do they? No, it's, it's there to stay. Eh, we'll see. It is. Yeah, we'll see. I'm just saying. I, I saw one of the teams the other day to get around uh, the two ba- two infielders on either side of the bag, second base bag. They brought in an outfielder and put three on that side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I I hate, I hate the shift. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. But it, I don't know under, understand why it should be against the rules. That's a weird thing about me. I, it, you can, to me, if you want to play eight guys in the outfield, you should be able to do it. You know, put the pitcher out there too. Yeah, I mean it's it's in the lines yeah. of the field. So the all of a sudden they go, eh, we don't like it because people are complaining about it because even though it doesn't really affect the overall who like nobody is going to say the Braves and the Astros the last two years weren't didn't deserve to win because of the shift right well the thing that bothered me about the shift was it went against everything we were taught about baseball our whole life you weren't taught about it you just played it that was the way it was lined up and you you did it that way you know what else when you were a kid growing up Nobody went four wide, you know. So now are they going to go back and go? Ah, we can't go four wide no, anymore. And, and, and I I do agree more with, with Pat on it because listen, if if you come up with a philosophy or theory that you think it's it's the Billy Bean philosophy on when he did Moneyball yeah. stuff, and 
it was it was different. He was trying to outthink stuff. So you're just looking at numbers and saying, okay, well, this guy pulls it 85% of the time, so we're going to try to ensure that we stop that. I, I think that you should be allowed to do that kind of things within the the mindset of the game because, yeah, if it was the same for football, you don't have to line up a certain way on defense. No. What if you said, I'm going to put 11 guys – right on the line of scrimmage and just immediately like try to get to the quarterback if he's under center. Then yeah. obviously the quarterback would have to get rid of it really quick and you could figure it out, but there got to be something where you could come up with something to maybe try to mix it up or do different. You're allowed to play a zone in, on, in basketball. Yeah. You know, you're, it, you're not stuck with one way to yeah, do it. They don't take I, – I, I, so while I hate the shift, I, I do understand why it takes place and I don't, I don't have a problem with it. Well, I think they're trying all, – all the rule changes from now on are going to be to help out the offense. Correct, yeah. It's, yep, no, that's exactly right. Uh, yeah, but the, the thing is because they have to help out the offense because the offense won't help itself out. They won't hit to the opposite field. They won't lay down bunts. We've seen a little bit more of that this year, Jeff. Um, but even like in the in – the, uh, I second I think it was the USF first game of the uh, that they played down in Tampa the announcer sick kept saying everybody was sitting into the shift and I kept going shift I thought the sh- what 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 are you talking about but the bottom line is if the players can take people out of the shift in their in their own way by hitting the other way by laying down bunts they haven't they've refused to do it for the most part um, I would say 90% of them have refused to do it. So guess what happens? They continue to shift. Yep. All right, Steve, appreciate you. All right. Yep. Do you, do you agree we with need that a break. at all? Um, I don't mind the shift. No, but my point is the players could, t- could make them not shift it, instead of the uh, rules making them not shift by hitting the ball. But, to, but I, I don't. I don't necessarily agree with that because it's the Jack. Like, look at what Caglione's doing this year. I would rather if I'm I'm going to shift on Caglione. I'm going to put three yeah. guys to the right side yeah. of second base because he pulls it a lot, and I'm going to put the third baseman where the shortstop is. And if he wants to lay down a bunt, I will take him laying down a bunt than surrendering a home run. So the players aren't going to do that because you're actually helping the other team, in my opinion, by doing that. I would rather have Cag swing away and hit a home run as opposed to laying down a bunt. I feel like I won if if he lays down a bunt. No, nah, I, don't, I don't agree there. Okay, well, I, I do. I just think that if you I'm a baseball guy. You're not. I, but I know baseball. <laughs> we'll take a break. <laughs> Come back with more right after this. <laughs> Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now. On ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good evening. I'm Josiah Caswell. The Tampa Bay Lightning are set to face the Pittsburgh Penguins in a home bout tonight. They look to rebound after a loss to the Florida Panthers on Tuesday. Tune in at 8 p.m. The 19th-ranked Orange and Blue men's tennis teams started SEC play today when they traveled to Starkville to face Mississippi State. Action began at 4 p.m. The Gator baseball team looks to rebound this weekend as they take on the 22nd-ranked Miami Hurricanes in a three-game series. First game tees off tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. 
Florida women's tennis team also looks to open SEC play as they face the number two Texas A&M Aggies tomorrow. Events begin at 5 p.m. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Josiah Caswell. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Every morning I get up, start the trek into town for a busy day ahead, and every morning, I kid you not, I pass an ugly green van or truck along the way, heading to work as well. But the best part of that site is I know someone is about to be wowed with the craftsmanship and work ethic from days gone by with the technology of today, because that vehicle has vintage electric written across the side. And that quality is evident all over North Central Florida. And with more than two dozen licensed journeyman technicians, you can be assured that a call to Vintage Electric is a call you won't forget. Now, I'm sure there's tons of you out there with honeydews up the wazoo. And if any of those have to do with electricity, call Vintage Electric today. No job's too small. They do it all. From service upgrades to rewiring, appliance and AC circuits, and how about an entire smart home installation? That way, you can just ask Alexa to turn on the tailgate. So have them put their tailgate down, grab their tools, and sit back and know your electric job is going to be done right. Call up Vintage Electric today at 371-8021 or visit them online at vintageelectric.net. Hey, y'all, it's Kyle from Leonardo's Millhopper. The calendar has turned, and it's time to start planning the annual carnival dressed up as a charity golf tournament known as the Bob Dooley Invitational. Leonardo's is proud to once again be a title sponsor of the funnest event in Gainesville. When you eat at Leonardo's, your money stays in town, and thanks to the support of the tailgate listeners, we're able to continue to make a positive impact in the community. Leonardo's Millhopper is Gainesville's iconic restaurant. Did you say funnest? Hey, just like our garlic butter, I was on a roll. <laughs> In 1971, Meldon Law was established, and since that time, the firm has been dedicated to getting the justice its clients deserve after being seriously injured in an accident. Our commitment to this community is paramount, and we won't back down in representing our clients. Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. Now, with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City, MeldonLaw.com. The WRUF Radio App, your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more of the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. All right, back at it. Dools and Dozo having a fun time. Our last show of the week. No show tomorrow. And speaking of tomorrow, the UF Weather Twitter handle, at UF Weather, says this, Mr. Dooley. Yes. Be careful, because you're going tomorrow. I am. A wind advisory has been issued for portions of our area Friday afternoon and evening. Wind gusts will be as high as 45 mile an hour at times. Please take time this evening to secure any loose objects in your yard. I would have to secure uh, any loose baseballs if Caglione is going up again, well, if the wind's behind them. Yeah, can you imagine 45 mile an hour wind helping well, the hitters? I, yeah, I've seen how far you can hit it without wind. I mean, that ball, what was the... How would you compare the ball Laporta hit in Omaha versus the one he hit that was on Sunday, right? The one he hit that yeah, where, over the where lot, literally the call from uh, Steve Russell was, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, were they similar? Pretty similar. Moonshots. Yeah. Very high. No no doubters. The Laporta one and that landed on Kevin Stallings' office is still my favorite homer of yeah. all time. That was a great one. All right, back to the phones we go. It's Copper Gator's turn to join us. What's up, dude? What's going on, fellas? Hey, man. You. Um, uh, that's it. You know, I'll be there definitely Saturday or Friday and Saturday. Not sure about Sunday yet. That's a little too early for me to be waking up on a Sunday morning at noon. Um, is there a reason why they bumped the game up from, from four to two after the first two weekend series games? Well, there's a basketball game at six, so I would assume that that might factor into the decision. Okay. Uh, yeah, two o'clock for a Miami series on a weekend. Their games every time at seven o'clock at night on a Saturday night down down in Coral Gables. So, <clears throat> yeah, but the good thing is it's a Saturday, and uh, not only that, but it's not that hot. So I look at two o'clock game on a Saturday and the middle of uh, what May. Probably not good. Yeah. <laughs> even eight, yeah, no. Even January. No. I mean, obviously we get to uh June, nobody wants to be playing then. Right. So the so Jeff, I was calling and you know, I kinda was listening to you and Pat talk about the shift and the reason the shift became on a factor is is exactly what you were talking about, is that the they stopped they stopped playing small ball. Like like teams stopped playing small ball and went for less average and started right. going for, for for runs and so they did the switch they did the shift to stop teams from hitting the ball harder or, or trying to be that and so if you are going to then go back to small ball and start having players on there that are going to get on and steal and and press the defense to play better then that will ultimately stop the shift from happening i don't care if it's allowed or not i, I hate that baseball is having to try to regulate managers decisions and organizational decisions by rules in the game, and that that bothers me in, in in baseball. Well, I think Jeff and I agree on this. We don't have a problem with the shift, we but we have a problem with them legislating the shift. Yes, um, yes, it, it, yeah. Because and, I and mean, that, the bottom line is they're saying, um, well, we can't have this because uh, guys don't want to hit the ball the other way; they want to hit uh, homers, and especially in college, I think it's. More prevalent in college, but I don't know. Major League Baseball guys are all everybody. If it's it's all about the long ball and everything, so I don't know. I mean, it, I it I personally I hate the shift. I hate to see it when a guy grounds into the shift. I get mad when it's my guy. But in the end, why do you have to legislate what other teams are doing? Yeah, whether they right. play zone they, defense, whether they play, whether they blitz, well, it would be. It would be like putting a line behind the three-point line. Say you you can't shoot. Yeah. Behind this three-point line, like it doesn't it doesn't count for a three-point shot if you shoot behind this line. Like that's just it's just weird to me. But uh, to talk about the Gators team themselves, you know, one thing that Jeff you can you can you know I've been to all the home games for the most part. Why why is the back part of the bullpen the the guys that are getting their work on you know Tuesdays and Wednesdays on those midweek games? Does it feel like they're trying too hard? These guys have great stuff and the ability to do that. Is it just me that, you know, when your series and, you know, you know Noel uh, Tahir comes in and, you know, these guys that, that really have dynamic stuff and they just want to overthrow? It, yeah, it's, it's, I, I kind of think the same thing. And, and I almost feel like the competition was so – like grueling in the fall and in the spring and the inter-squad games leading up to this, that there's 
and and it, and we've had many conversations about this on the air. I don't I don't believe in pressure, but I feel like right. like I feel like Sully actually has like a depth chart, so to speak. And it's like, all right, this guy, then this guy, then this guy, and this guy. And they're worried about, well, I need to be this guy ahead of this guy and move up the list and all these other things. So I just I think they're all doing what you said. I think they're trying too hard. They're for some reason letting it get in their head. Like my theory would be, dude, I'm at the freaking University of Florida. Yeah. I'm taking on Jacksonville. I have to get three outs. If I don't get three outs, I'm going to go out there and kick my own tail. Like I, I sh- I'm at Florida. I should be able to go get three outs, and I don't understand why they're not have that same mindset. And again, in in most cases, it's not been about the inability to get guys out. It's been the inability to get the ball over the plate. Mm-hmm. It's not hard to throw a strike. Yeah. That's like we're watching golf right now. Those guys should be really good because that's all they do is hit golf balls all day. That's right. All pitchers do is throw bullpens so they can get better at throwing strikes. It's not that hard. Yeah, and and I think and I think that's what's that's what's the struggle to me is that you know these guys that are on this team during their high school careers, you know, had 127 strikeouts to five walks. Sure. And, you know, and and well, I mean, so we're talking about five walks in a 90 inning season, and, and you got a guy that comes out of the pen who's been well rested probably through Sunday, so he, he didn't throw Tuesday. He's had two days off. He comes in and he throws four straight balls as a lefty on lefty. Four straight balls. Like, did you not even? I, I, that that blows my mind. I know. When you come out of the pen and you're, you're all you're asked to do is, hey, let them hit it. Just just throw your best stuff. Throw strikes, and and I'm not going to be upset if they go out there and they put one off of off of the odom like it used to be. But just don't. I walk I, I don't pitch. disagree with what you're saying about guys are trying too hard and they're trying to throw too hard. And I don't know. Jeff knows better than I do because he he's a pitcher and everything, but. I think sometimes they get out there and they go, I got, I've got to amp it up because I want to show what I can do and I want to hit 94, 95. But you don't think it looks worse that they're walking everybody? I do. They're scouts I in the do. stands. If I'm a scout, I'm Maybe literally not getting into putting an X through that guy's name and two miles an hour like, aren't going to make all the difference in the world. Yeah, but I, I, don't, I don't know that they think that way. Well, and, and that's what I was going to ask you, Jeff, is how does Sully go about showing him like the Michael Burns and – and the guys like the Devin o- the Darren O'Days, and those guys that used to come in, you know, Michael Byrne closed out for two of our national winning tip team, and he didn't break ninety. Yep. You know, he came in the ball moved, it ran. He was you know single season closer record still, right? Still yep. has the saves record. It's unbelievable. I mean, so, and and so that's what I'm saying. Like, there's there's been examples of success without having to throw a 92, 98 mile an hour fastball. How does he go about showing these guys out of the pen? That that can be there for success, and uh, I'll let you guys go and go Gators. All right, thanks, Copper Gator. I, I don't, I don't know if he necessarily does. I think he'll talk about it, and I'm sure he had a conversation with Neely about what he expects of him now in that role and having that Michael Byrne role, so to speak, and how valuable he was. But I mean, everything Sully preaches is throwing strikes. So yeah, I just that's what I don't I, understand. I do think Michael Byrne was almost a, an outlier, though guy who threw that soft that got everybody out it was unbelievable the year he had um but the ball moved yeah you, i mean, I mean it's, it's it's been done it's not a, yeah it's not about how hard you throw it's about where you throw look at greg maddox there's been exactly. several i mean i obviously loved maddox and several interviews that i've always heard he could care less about the velocity it was about what he was taught 
as a younger child to make the ball move everywhere. That's what yeah. pitching is. Make it move Missing and bats. And, and don't, you know, Not take about the corners how hard anyway. You throw. Everybody never, can you never can, throw it right down the middle. I mean if if hundred miles an hour is the standard and that's what everybody wants or trying to do, well then people still hit a hundred mile an hour fastballs, but they don't hit balls with nasty movement. You're an example of that. All those hundred mile an hour fastballs you threw to Pat Burl. Yeah. <laughs> Hundred mile an hour velo, <laughs> exit velo off the bats. Let's get uh, Tony to join us next. Hey, Tony. What's up, boy? What's up, Tony? Tony. How much? Hey, Pat. One of your one of your buddies up here always shoots this Florida JU game like the winners got at Omaha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I let, let me tell you what. That's the thing. I I've told many people this, oftentimes. Nobody remembers what you do in the non-conference uh, before the conference season starts. You want to do bet. You want to do great. You want to do well. You want to win games, but nobody remembers it. Yeah. Well, the best was they didn't even have to stick their bat off the shoulder last night. I mean, just kind of stood there and you know let things happen. Um, what I wasn't calling about this, but now that I'm thinking about it, why hasn't UCF been on the, the schedule the last few years? There has been a issue difference in philosophy between the two head coaches. <laughs> right. Is Jay Bergman still a coach there? No. Okay. Greg Lovelady, actually. Okay. Former Miami Hurricane. Well, there you go. Uh, yeah, Are you I, taking sides here, lot. Jeff? No, I actually like Lovelady. He's a really good dude. Okay. They, they probably, you still probably won five home games in Florida to get one. Correct. Okay. <laughs> that's, not, that's, not out, that's not out of character for, for them. Yeah, they um, never do that. Yeah. Yeah. The reason I was calling, though, is I, and I, I'm just tuning in. I caught the end of the Legend Congregator's call, but I'm the same way. Like, I don't care if you give up, if you come in and give up 11 home runs as a pitcher. Like, I mean, that was, but at least you're throwing strikes and, and making them swing the bat. Like, what, what we're seeing last night was, was, was really bad. And, but I, I, I don't think a, Sully cares either. Right. I think Sully's fine if you if you give up home runs and you allow. I mean, obviously you're not going to pitch for a long time, but uh, the the idea is that you throw to the corners of the plate, right? Right. Jeff Jeff us. knows better than I do. You throw to the corners of the plate, and you don't walk anybody. You don't give people free passes because. This is a tale as old as time. That's why you lose. Like Beauty and the Beast. It's the same conversation I have with Austin, my my son, all the time. Like, Austin, you give up, you don't even average giving up one hit an inning. Yeah. Like, that's how good you are on the mound. But if you hit a guy and walk a guy, and now a wild pitch because somebody can't catch, all of a sudden a bloop hit or the one hit you give up, there's two runs. And you you didn't feel like you did anything wrong, but guess what? Like, so... It's it's hard. You got to string together. I think even in college baseball, almost three hits in in an inning in order to score a run. Unless you obviously put Walk three people, people on or hit a guy. So, yeah. yeah, it's 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 crazy to me. I like to say hopefully they'll figure it out. I don't know if that can figure it out, but it, well, well let me like, tell you what. There are a lot of guys. Do that the first month. There are a lot of guys pitching right now that you're not going to see a lot of. Uh, right, it's 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 a little bit like basketball, um, where after after ten games the bench gets short and stuff like that. Yeah, I think I to be honest with you, I think Florida's bench got too short, and that's why they wore out. 
and some games late, but um, basketball-wise. But I, yeah, they're gonna get. They're finding out who they can trust. It's a circle of trust, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Everything's about the circle of trust. Akuna Matata. I know who I don't trust. We'll see if Sully agrees or not this weekend. I think we all know. We shall see. <laughs> all right, Tony. Appreciate you. We'll uh, stick with uh, the baseball conversation and snag Woody next. Hey, Woody. Yeah, hey, guys. Uh, thankfully, we've got 56 games. So, yeah. So it's easy to stay off the limb and uh, and watch the process, you know. And uh, you just answered one of my questions. I was going to ask if a lot of the guys that are struggling are they guys that we're not going to see a whole lot of in pressure situations. Well, but I, but I right I guess now. with that, Woody, though, I, I think they are guys that Sully thought that you would be able to rely right. on impressor yeah. situations, but you're finding yeah, out Mark. now that they're not. And listen, Sully's really good with pitchers. He'll get it figured out. So you will see some of these guys. They're, for, they're just struggling for some reason right now, but it's just going to be which now three guys instead of which six guys are going to be the ones to come through. I do think yeah. too, Jeff, and maybe you don't agree with me. I think sometimes if a guy comes out and he's pitching, he pitches well, Sully t- tends right now to stay with him. I think he'll get to a point where he goes, hey, get these two guys. Yeah. If you can get the – now they're going, well, see if you can go a, an inning and a third, and I think that'll that'll go away too, and maybe they'll they'll be better. So some of the guys that right now you're cursing could end up being a, a big factor going down the stretch. Yeah, for a couple of hitters in a certain situation. Yeah, exactly. Whereas yeah. not, hey, he might be able to finish the game or he might take the – you know, the sixth and the seventh, so we can get to the closer, you know. So he, he, I think he's going to figure it out, I mean, obviously. But it's, it's, I'm thankful for these midweek games. There's no shame in losing to teams that play in the state of Florida, you know. And it's not like basketball or football where every game you're like, oh, crap. You know, there goes our standing in the, in the, in the conference or whatever, you know. So it's, yeah, it's I've not looked at Florida's net ranking in baseball yet. I will say yeah. that, yeah. Uh, yeah, who cares, right? You know, until we get to con- day one in conference, maybe. So, and listen, I, guys, I heard y'all sort of complaining. I guess it was about legislating the the shift out of baseball. I'm one of those guys, and I'm like, I'm all for it. I want the shortstop to play at shortstop because I want baseball to look like baseball again. Guys on base, guys hitting the ball, guys running around, throwing throwing people out, you know, scoring runs. So that this stuff, I don't care that you know that. Some people think, I don't think, that they did it because people won't hit it the other way. I think they, they did it because the game is boring. It's too dang many outs, too many swings and misses, and guys standing around doing nothing. So I think the clock and the getting rid of the shift, to me, there's nothing negative here. So I'm old, I guess I'm old school. I don't think it's going to make it any less boring. Uh, or <laughs> But I, I will say this. The bottom line is when you look at, uh, you know, the – getting rid of the shift, I don't know that it's going to make baseball better. I really don't. It may make it more uh, palatable for people like you that, like me, are older. I don't I don't like the shift. I'm with you. I don't like the shift, but I don't understand legislating against it any more than I would uh, understand legislating against playing zone defense in basketball or or uh, anything else, anything in football, you know, where you well, – I mean – I can I can address it a little bit comparing it to basketball. They don't assign a certain part of the court to guys in basketball. So when you're a center fielder, you play center field. That's that's 
you know, across the middle of the outfield. So I don't have a problem saying a shortstop is a shortstop. We don't have two second Yeah, but you can still – you can bring the center fielder in and have him play the infield, right? I yes. mean, it doesn't change. But, I mean, you know, uh, uh, whatever game, you want to do, do it. I mean, I, I don't – I, I don't like the ship, but I doesn't I, I don't think it's legislatable. I think it's a bad decision on that part. Well, baseball is the game with all the goofy rules, so it it's not it doesn't surprise me, but I, I'm okay with it. Who came up Thanks with God. four balls and all right, three Tony, strikes? Thank you, Abner Doubleday. Actually, that was uh, not Tony. It was Woody or Woody. Abner Doubleday. All right, he we did? need a break. Okay. Jamie's giving me the signal, so we'll uh, knock that out. Come back with more right after this. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Yes, it's hot out. An obvious observation that everybody knows about, and the last thing you need is your AC unit deciding to shut down on you. Well, if it unfortunately does, I've got an obvious choice to call. That is Crystal Air and Water, and they're going to be there to take care of you, 100% service satisfaction guaranteed. Whether you're in Alachua, Archer, Gainesville, Hawthorne, High Springs, Melrose, Micanopy, Newberry, Stark, Williston, or anywhere in between, Crystal Air is a phone call away. They service and install all the top national brands and their licensed technicians will help you feel comfortable from start to finish. So make the call, 333-0460, Crystal Air and Water. They aren't comfortable until you are. License number CMC, 1249384. Summertime means fun time. It's a chance to get out and enjoy all the great things here in North Central Florida and beyond. Getting outside and getting after it again can be awesome, but turn into all full pretty quickly if you don't stretch or if you're just old like Pat Dooley. So if you have a mishap with some aches and pains and need any type of chiropractic treatment, there is nobody better in town than Dr. Paul Gardner. At Gardner Chiropractic and Injury, they have affordable, no-stress care. From sports injuries to chronic pain and headaches that won't go away, they've got many therapies that will get you better. They can even order MRIs, ultrasounds, CAT scans, x-rays, and blood work to get you all diagnosed the right way. Gardner Chiropractic and Injury Center has been making the people of Gainesville feel better for a really long time. Located right next to Gainesville Health and Fitness on University Avenue, finding them is as easy as getting better. So give them a call today at 727-4438. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. I would say that not only because they're absolutely the best, that they do pay attention and listen to each different patient and what their needs are, what their fears are, how they can help them through the, the different processes that you need to go through to have healthy teeth. And that's what's really important to me. It's the difference between night and day, just having the absolute best and know that that's what I have and um, I'm healthy. And I know that that's what I'm going to be for the rest of my life because this is my team for the rest of my life. It's terrific. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. 
It's an unprecedented diamond buying opportunity at International Diamond Center this weekend only. IDC is opening the vault with the largest selection of hand-picked diamonds ever seen here. And you can buy like a dealer buys. Choose from thousands of GIA and Forever Mark diamonds. These are the best of the best, certified by the world's top gem labs, ethically sourced and hand-selected for remarkable brilliance. Rare, precious diamonds at prices never seen before. Rounds, princess cuts, emerald cuts, cushion cuts, ovals, from 1 carat to 20 carat diamonds. All on sale. It's IDC's largest and most aggressive public diamond buying event ever. And if that wasn't enough, we're offering long-term zero-interest financing on any diamond purchase. Plus, for these three days, you get extra savings and incentives on all engagement ring mountings, including the entire collections from both Takori and Viraggio. Don't miss this amazing opportunity, an open-to-the-public multimillion-dollar diamond buying event this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday only, and only at International Diamond Center at Celebration Point. Bedtime is rough, even for Peanut. That's why people will try anything to fall asleep. Headstands before bed, even blowing bubbles. But Ashley has a trick that works every time. A new Tempur-Pedic mattress. It adapts to your body's needs to help you fall asleep faster and stay asleep longer. You'll wake up feeling refreshed every day. Even Peanut agrees. So ditch the wacky bedtime rituals. Head to Ashley to take home a Tempur-Pedic today. We are your home for Florida Gators softball. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gators head baseball coach Kevin O'Sullivan, and you are listening to The Tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. All right, we welcome you back. Dolz and Dozo, final few minutes. Let's uh, get right back to the phone calls. And Tony joins us next. Hey, Tony, what's up? Hey, fellas, what's going on, man? Um, Jeff, question. Listen, I go through about 80% of the fall and the uh, preseason scrimmages and stuff like that. Yeah. And I saw this kid pitching out there, you know, and um, he was effective, man. The last couple of scrimmages during preseason, he got touched up a little bit. But who doesn't, right? Do you guys have been seeing you for four months now and we have a pretty good lineup you, you're talking and, about and, uh, cleat I had this, i'm talking about cleat man yeah and then i had this one scout tell me that he thought that cleat could be the sunday starter back back in the fall could you explain to me why it took this long to see him come out there was he on like some type of secret probation suspension <laughs> or something double secret What's probation scoop, man? Yeah. no there there was What's the scoop? you know i mean there was even conversation that he he could be the closer like that's yes. that's how legit he was going. Um, no, I just think he fall out of he fell out of graces, and and it kind of got to the point again where Sully's a big trust guy, and throwing strikes is a big part of things. And you know, it got to that point, and he, he did like you saw Tony give up some uh, some homers and some different things happened. So I think it was just getting to the point of trying to get him back right and and figure it out because he's always been really really effective. If you look at what he did in his previous school. I think as a, as a freshman, he averaged 11 strikeouts per nine innings, and then last year was 13 strikeouts per nine innings. So he's got a he's got legitimate stuff. It's just got to he's got to figure out where it's going. I feel and like tonight was a good or last night was a good step. Jeff, there is a lot of guys on this team that really have good stuff that they just got to 
they haven't figured out how to pitch sometimes, you know, and that's been part of the yeah. problem. Yeah, and I think just, you know, the, the jump in the transition was uh, yeah. a little bit overwhelming for them, but hopefully, again, last night was something to get started. Hopefully for sure. Hey, listen, I think a big key to the rest of the season is Coppola coming back healthy. Yep. I think you for, I think you forget about him being the Sunday starter now and having Jack be the closer. I think Jack is settling into that Sunday, and I think Neely is settling into being the closer. I think Coppola, I think you waste him in the midweek games against FAMU and Bethune. That's a waste. Maybe throw him against FSU, maybe. But I think if he could come out of the bullpen, middle relief during the weekend, that's going to extend that bullpen big time. So my question is, with his back being such an issue, is he a guy, Jeff, who could come out of the bullpen, or does he need like extra time to loosen up and stuff like that? Is that a possibility? No, I, I think it would be the opposite. I, I think, if anything, he would be the guy to throw on Sunday. Because honestly, he's got better stuff than Cags does. And yeah. It's just the fact of okay, yeah. Can I make my start? I just you can't get him up on Friday and then maybe again Saturday or or Saturday Sunday or Friday Sunday. I just think that's too hard for him to do. Yeah. He he would have to be a starter. Um, but remember, Coar was a starter in the midweek that first year, and that's what he did. He he won all those midweek games and beat Florida State all those times. So maybe it's a good option to see if he can sustain it, and then by the time you get done with all of that then you incorporate him into potentially Sunday or then CAG. But the, the, the CAGS part is interesting because you have to then figure out DH. And I think there's so many good hitters that you don't want to bring CAGS out of the, the bullpen because then it's messing up the DH and the different things that are happening. They've got to play with a bunch of stuff to, to try to get it figured out. But if Coppola's healthy, I remember talking to Sully in the fall and, and certainly what he saw last year as a freshman. I mean, that guy as a freshman came in and he was a Sunday starter opening weekend as a freshman. So that's how much they think that he's legit. And I think Sully told me even too in the fall that there would be no doubt if healthy, he would have been the Sunday guy. Okay. That's, uh, that's very interesting. Yeah. I figured that the uh, back issue might make that like a little bit of a problem. Um, so, uh, the weather with the wind blowing, Friday is going to be a big thing, man. Listen, oh, yeah. since the Conjuring has been open for three years now, I think I've seen probably about 50 drop fly balls in that ballpark. It's been unbelievable. Know, yeah. It, it's been crazy, guys. I don't know if, like, above it there's, like, this upper-level wind shear or something going on. Maybe we could get a weatherman on it. I think I think a lot of it ballpark. is a six o'clock games, and then so you've got the the sky is not quite dark, it's not quite light, and I think there's been. But I mean, again, a lot of those drop fly balls have been after it's gotten fully dark. But I I don't yeah. know. I, I Jeff, you you've been to all the games. I mean, it's I I would bet there's been at least six pop flies that have been dropped. Pot, I mean, yeah, just but, pop flies but mainly by by the other teams, and I think Tony. A lot of times early yeah. in the season, you see some of these teams that haven't been able to get onto a field because it's been cold. They're just right. indoors, so they don't see fly balls. It's different off the bat, and it takes them some time to get used to it. But it happened with UCF. Yeah. It happened. I mean, USF. But the happened. win was a factor in in Jacksonville yeah. on Tuesday. Jacksonville, that was yeah. crazy win. Yeah. yeah. Friday's going to be a hoot, man, especially if that wind's blowing out. Oh, my gosh. It'll be fun. It'll be nuts, man. Hopefully right, it'll guys, be fun. All right, All right, Tony. Thank you. We'll appreciate your call. We'll let Jeff go. Jeff's got to go see his son play baseball, so I'll uh, wrap it up here in the 
last six minutes. Let's go to Tennessee. Mike's up next. What's up, Mike? What's going on, Pat? You. Been uh, listening to the last 30 minutes or so on hold. Had kind of a football call for you, but I was hoping to hear your comments sure. on the Bruce Pearl uh, viral stuff. Uh, maybe you can hit that after my call's done. Got a lot really good football. I'm not aware you. of anything viral about Bruce Pearl. No, you I watched the that. game. I watched the whole game last night. No, no, you didn't see the uh, the deal post game. No, I didn't see it. Okay, well, y'all kind of came to me a little later. I'd include you, and I'd rather talk football. Well, but uh, good. Clue me in right now. Tell me what happened. He exploded. You know, these coaches, they don't let them decompress. Everybody wants to throw a microphone under a coach's face right out, you know, when the whistle sounds. Yeah. And he kind of exploded. Uh, didn't didn't say anything wrong or dumb, just kind of, you know, high-stress moment, and it kind of went viral. Well, what did he say? Kind of kind of ripped the uh, refs in, indirectly. Not, I don't think a fine's coming, but – and he screamed, and – it'd be – you got to just look at it yourself. It's late in the show. Okay, I'll look for it. Yeah, I, I, I literally, as soon as the game was over, I flipped it off and went to bed. Yeah, he was in the ride. There's nothing to villainize. You know, a lot of people don't like BP, but uh, it's definitely, it's like a minute and a half clip. It's like a, just find it, Bruce Pearl, post-game That's, family. That usually. was a tough loss for him because now they're they're right squarely on the bubble. Yeah. And they certainly had a 17-point lead, and, and uh, that's, to lose that game, it was a great game. Though I enjoyed the heck out of that game. That was a fun game. Yeah, to watch. oh, fabulous! Yeah, fabulous game, no doubt. Hey, Pat, I had a little football for you here. Y'all been talking about uh, your boy there, Charlie Strong, a lot here. I had a question about him, and then I had something about Napier here towards the end of the show. Okay. Um, uh, Pat, um, when uh, Strong got the Texas job, um, I think he did a fair to maybe even a good job at Louisville. I, I think he's a he did a really good job at Louisville. I mean, they they had. They gone nowhere, and then he got him uh, to the Sugar yeah. Bowl, and then um, and beat Florida to the Sugar Bowl. He did a he did a good job at Louisville. He did yeah, not I mean, do I mean, a good he, job he, at yeah. Texas. He yeah, I agree with that. Did he? Did he? Have, was Michael Vick there when he was, or was that was Michael Vick not involved when he was there? That was pre him, wasn't it? No, Michael Vick was at uh, Virginia Tech. Yeah, yeah I think I think um, no, no, no. I'm thinking of uh, Lamar. Lamar, no, uh, Lamar. He had Teddy Bridgewater was the guy. He yeah, okay. And he yeah. recruited him too, so he, yeah, okay, he got yeah. him there. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, refresh me, when did the scandal break? Was he already at Texas when the scandal broke about the booster's wife? I I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I think he was oh. – you know, He got, he got, he got um, you know, to, you know, notice for a deposition on an affair with the booster's wife. It all got washed under, but I was curious, trying to remember yeah. if Texas had already hired him. I think they had, but I don't – Yeah. I, I can't imagine Texas hiring him with that going on. I figured you would know. Yeah, I I don't even remember that scandal because it, I don't think it was true. But uh, yeah, no, 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 no. He got no. He got a formal notice to appear in court for fooling around with a booster's wife. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. I just, I just wondered. I just wondered. Surely Texas wouldn't have hired him with that going on, would they? No, no probably not. But uh, that wasn't why that it didn't work at oh, Texas. They, they made it go away. I just was wondering if that was after he was at Texas. I figured you would know on that. Hey, last thing for you, Pat. End of the show here. Um, Napier's showing up number 10 on CoachesHotSeat.com. I think it's unfair to not give any of these coaches three years in the era of NIL. Probably unfair to not give these coaches three years ever, but especially these days. And not only – I know, you know, sometimes administrations just say, man, we made a bad decision. we got to get rid of this dude, call in the death threats or whatever. But it, no, it is, it, it's just bad business. It makes your institution look bad. 
to fire a coach before three years. I think it's kind of like Tennessee was stuck with Bush Jones and Dooley. I think you guys are handcuffed. I think you got to give Napier three years and swallow the pill, whether he works out or not. Do you agree with me on that? Well, I do, but I, I, I do think that part of the problem at Florida, and as you know, Tennessee – and a lot of schools have gotten into is that they every time a coach loses a game, they go they want him fired, and as a result, they end up in a situation where they're constantly changing over coaching staffs, constantly changing over rosters, and uh, I think Florida is settled in on this guy for a, for yeah, I think yeah. it's going to be for a long time. Now, oh, yeah, the money, the buyout. So you know, it's not even the buyout. I mean, they, they look in the SEC, a place like Florida, you got money to to give away. But the bottom line is you don't want to con- continue on this pattern where you're every three years you're getting a new coach. It's not going to yeah. work. It's, right, it's, right. And, and bar there's no scandal. evidence that it does work. Right, right, right. I agree with you 100%. And barring a scandal, firing a coach before yes. the end of the third year makes your school look like Mickey Mouse. I, I don't disagree. And uh, there was a scandal <laughs> with – with yeah, thanks for the call. Uh, there was certainly a, the, the McElwain scandal – I, again, it was uh, just a huge mistake that he made. It gave him an option to get rid of him. But a lot of it, again, go back to McElwain and what he was saying about the university and ripping the fans constantly and ripping the administration. They wanted him out, and then he gave it out. So it wasn't even a scandal. With Mullen, I mean, look, I've, all, I've said this many times. You bring in a coach you know, and and he acts like you know he will, and then you got to fire him. But you should have known he was going to be that way because that's the way he's always been. Um, but anyway, all right, that's going to do it for our show. Appreciate you guys again. We won't have a show tomorrow. Jeff and, Jeff's got to do uh, baseball, and I'm going to baseball. And then uh, looking forward to Lyrics for Life also on Saturday, Sister Hazel and uh, – Darius Rucker, I'm looking forward to that so much. So listen to them and also support Stop Children's Cancer. If you, uh, I think there's some tickets available. If you want to get, if you want to go to that concert, it's going to be fun. I, I promise you, it'll be great. Until Monday, when Jeff Cardozo will rejoin me. I am Pat Dooley saying I'm deep. I'm way back, and I am out of here. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, W.